The building product space is built on partnerships. It's built on relationships. And one of the best ways that you as a manufacturer or anybody in the industry can succeed is to help your partners grow their business. If you manufacture products and you sell through a dealer or a pro or a contractor, they've got to be able to sell that product to their end customer in order for you to ultimately win and grow and scale your business. One of the most competitive parts to a local dealer and contractor's business is how are they found and discovered online. In this week's episode, Beth and I break down exactly how you can help support your local pro dealer network to help them win more business that ultimately helps you sell more product. We're also going to share some examples of manufacturers who are doing this really well and some very quick tactics for you to see win and success overnight. All right, with that, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Smarter Building Materials Marketing Podcast, helping you find better ways to grow leads, sales, and outperform your competition. And now, here are your hosts, Zach Williams and Beth Popnikoloff. All right, everybody, welcome to Smarter Building Materials Marketing, where we believe your online presence should be your best salesperson. I'm Zach Williams, alongside my co-host, Beth Popnikolov. And today, we've got an awesome show lined up for you today. You know, one thing that we talk about quite a bit with manufacturers is the need to support pros, contractors, dealers, and any partner within the channel to help them sell more effectively is ultimately going to lead to more sales for that manufacturer. So whether you're a dealer or a manufacturer or any other player in the building products channel, one of the smartest things that you can do is actually help your partners win. If you want to sell more, help them sell more, right? So Zach and I were actually able to speak at the Window Dealer Door Association conference recently in Atlanta. And we talked a lot about this, about how manufacturers can better support dealers, but how dealers can also be more proactive in driving demand in their local market. And in preparing for that talk, we came across some really great statistics and great examples of manufacturers who are doing this. So we actually thought it would just be a great idea for us to jump on the podcast today and share some of these strategies with you so that you're able to implement them and support your dealer distributor network as well. You know, there's a really good story, Beth, that I think plays nicely into this topic today. And it's the story of Ray Kroc, who started McDonald's. He was speaking to a group of Harvard MBA grads and he asked them, he said, Hey, what business am I in? What's the nature of my business? And a couple of people shouted out, oh, you're in the hamburger business or you're in logistics or you're in customer service. And he let them all answer. And they said, nope, I'm not in any of those. I'm in the real estate business. And McDonald's owns, I believe it's more prime real estate than any other organization in the world. Ray Kroc knew that in order for McDonald's to win, he needed to be incredibly convenient to his end customer. He needed to be found and be known at the times that his customers needed him the most. And you might listen to the story and go, okay, well, how in the world does this apply to you know, my pros as well as my business? And the reality is, whether you know it or not, majority of us are in the real estate business. It's the real estate business of being found online. We have to make it super convenient and super easy for people to find us. And that primarily goes and really goes for those at the front lines of building product sales, meaning the pros, the contractors, the dealers, anybody in that space. If they want to grow their business, they need to be the most convenient to be found, the easiest to be found. And that's what we want to do is give you some good information and tactics and a framework that's going to allow you to support your dealer and pro network so that they can sell more, which ultimately is going to help you sell more, right? So jumping off of that idea that real estate is the business that we're all in and it's about being where your customer is when they need you. 
Nobody thinks that McDonald's is the most delicious, but we all have eaten it on a midnight drive for one reason or another, because they were there, right? So similarly, for your pro network and your dealers and distributors, being found online is often the lifeblood of their business, right? They're not buying out TV ads. They are being able to be found on search when typically a homeowner needs to hire them. So it used to be fairly easy. And we'll put this in the show notes, but in 2015, the top position for organic search was about 150 pixels down, which that will make sense when you look at the picture in the show notes. And recently, over the past couple of years, Google has rolled out a ton of different changes. One, there's more ads than ever. That's not surprising. But two, there's also changes in what shows in search. So if you ask a question, the answer to the question might just appear at the top of the page. You know, a pumpkin pie recipe, you'll get the whole recipe at the top. You don't even have to click. But what that means is that organic results are being pushed farther and farther down. So today, your first position organic search result is 630 pixels down, which is below the fold, significantly below the fold of a typical laptop screen and very below the fold for a mobile phone. And Beth, I think you're bringing up a good point here is that the amount of real estate on the screen, it used to be if you ranked organically, you ranked high up on the screen, you got more clicks. And as Google has tried to optimize their search results and frankly, make more money with ads, which we're going to share with you in a little bit, that first organic ranking gets, I'd venture to say, less traffic. But the reality is we need to help our partners, our you know dealers and pros understand this and find ways to work around this to still drive really solid business. Because the reality is that they live and the majority of them live in the local search. They live in that local space. I'm searching for, let's say, you know, Dallas roof repair if I'm in the roofing industry, or I'm looking for a kitchen remodel in the Atlanta metropolitan region. Because I think there's a stat out there that was produced by WordStream that said that 72% of consumers who did a local search actually visited a store within five miles. So whether that's a dealer or a pro, I think that stat applies to everybody because we look and we trust Google for those local rankings. And if your partners are ranking well, that has a direct impact on your bottom line. I mean, Zach, we talk a lot about intent and actually why Google search results or Google ads convert so well is because if somebody's looking for you and you rank for that term, they're much more likely to buy your product, right? For search for local businesses, it's actually like exponentially increased because if I'm looking for something in my local market, like honestly, I'm probably in my car. Oh, true. Yeah. Right? Like I'm looking for something local to go to right now. Hopefully you're not doing what you're right. driving. So, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. I, I was thinking I was in a parking lot, but I probably was driving. We don't condone texting and driving. Moving on. But I mean, that means like you have a snapshot of a chance. I'm not digging through two to three pages of search results. It's which I know we'll talk about in a little bit, but it's those Google My Business pages. It's those stores. It's those locations that show up on the top page or it's the contractor that shows up at the top ad that I'm clicking call now. That's all that's happening. So the first thing you want to do, the very first step is when talking to a dealer or one of your partners is just number one, make sure that they've signed up for a Google My Business page. This might feel like a no brainer to you, but there's a surprising number of dealers out there that don't even know that this exists and they don't even control or oversee their own Google My Business page. 
So if you go and you search for, let's say, the, the name of your business partner, let's say it's a dealer or a contractor, so that Google My Business page, if they haven't set that up, if you see it on the right-hand side of the page, Google will set that up for you. And it's really important to make sure that, number one, that information is correct once they find it, and secondarily, that they actually control and oversee that Google My Business page. If you go and you search for Google My Business, you can sign up. It's pretty straightforward. We'll include a link in the show notes. But that's really critical because if you go and you search for something like Atlanta Window Dealer, Google is going to show you an ad or two. And then right below that, they include what's called a local three-pack. The local three-pack, and sometimes it's four, it's a listing of all of the businesses with you know, ratings and phone numbers and directions and possibly a picture within the map listing right on the Google results page. Now, granted, there are more than three businesses, but in order for you to get ranked here, you have to make sure that you oversee and you own that space. That's the very first step. So make sure that you own your Google My Business page. So step number two to make sure that your dealers or distributors have a really strong presence in Google search is after they have taken ownership of their Google My Business page that they're prioritizing getting reviews. And it's really simple. It's very straightforward. It's literally just asking somebody to go to your page and leave a review. And Google makes it really simple. If you search for Atlanta Window Dealers, their name comes up, they'll have a button immediately there for them to write reviews. We're actually seeing that there's a stat by Podium that says online reviews impact purchasing decisions for over 93% of consumers. And if you'll look at whatever shows in that three pack for your region that you're looking at, what you're going to find is it's not only the ones with completed profiles that are owned by their locations, but it's also going to be the ones with the top reviews and the most four or five star reviews. And that's simply because Google knows that's what you're looking for. They want to give you a good experience with the search results that they're giving you. They know that what you want is something that has been proven. So Beth, if you were, let's say you went to Google or Amazon and you searched for a product or service and you started reading the description and you saw that that product had 4.8 stars or five stars or something like that. And it had a bunch of reviews by over hundred people. And then let's say your grandma or your mom or someone like that tells you, oh no, that's horrible. You shouldn't buy it. Like, who are you going to trust? I'm trusting the hundred reviews on Amazon. I know. Yeah. Like, like there's 100%. actually, <laughs> yeah. Like there's actually data out there that says that like we trust Amazon and Google reviews more than we trust our parents or family members, yeah, you know? Of course you do. And Beth, this reminds me of another story that the wall street journal published recently about there was an area, I think it was in California where they were trying to get people to conserve water. And what this organization was trying to do as they were going through neighborhoods was convincing people to use fans instead of air conditioning. They're trying to save energy by encouraging a fan, which takes less energy than an air conditioner. And so what they did was they tested four different messages on these door hangers. One said, hey, you can save money, you know, save over $50 if you do this. The next one said it prevents over 260 pounds of greenhouse gases per month. So you're helping the environment. The third thing was it's the socially responsible thing to do. They're trying to convince you to say, hey, this is the right thing to do. You should do it. And the fourth message was, hey, 77% of your neighbors are already doing it. Which one do you think? So there was money, waste. It's the right thing to do. If you're a good person, you'll do it. Or everybody else is doing it. So as you're listening to this podcast, I'd ask you, which of those four messages do you think work the best? And what's surprising is that the last door hanger of everybody's doing it actually performed the best. It, that one in particular reduced energy consumption by 10%. None of the other messages did better than 3%. And the reason why it works so well is because we feel safe in the crowd. 
As an individual, you want to know you're making good decisions and social proof and purchase proof and knowing other people had good experiences is super critical and important to the success of your business, especially if you're a dealer or pro or contractor. And frankly, as a manufacturer as well, like we've all seen those bad reviews online about our business and how it makes us cringe because we know that people look at them. I think it's not surprising that 77% of your neighbors was the most persuasive, but that it's more persuasive than money. Mm -hmm. More persuasive than save $54 a month. I would love an additional $54 a month. But the fact that your neighbors are already doing it makes you feel like, wow, there's something there I don't know. You know, they know they're doing something for another reason that I'm not aware of. You know, it makes you feel safe. It's really important. The third step you can take to making sure that your partners have really strong local presence after they make sure that they have a good Google My Business page and after you're helping them prioritize reviews is start to just Google the terms around their name, specifically what's the name of their business in that region as well as other regional terms online. And what you're going to find most likely is that unless they have a really smart and strong digital strategy, there's most likely going to be other companies trying to rank above them and pay. So for example, when we were at WDDA, we did some research on local dealers and we searched for Atlanta Window Concepts, which is the name of a dealer there in Atlanta. And what we found was that there were three paid ads that were positioned above the organic ad for that organization. So there was an ad for an organization called something like Universal Windows Atlanta, another one called ABCW Atlanta, and there's even one by Marvin Windows. And what's interesting here is that Window Concepts had traffic that was being taken from it by these other competitors. And if their partners aren't helping them to either pay for terms to make sure that they're capitalizing on much of that traffic as possible, you as the manufacturer should be also trying to help them. So I think Marvin, who is paying for ads for this term, is actually probably a partner of theirs, Beth. Yeah, because it says Window Concepts in Atlanta, your local Marvin retailer. And that is such a clever strategy. Oh, it's really smart. Yeah, so, It's a no-brainer. Yeah, and we'll include this in the show notes. But basically what Marvin's doing here is if you search for Atlanta Window Concepts, which is the dealer, what Marvin's doing is they're, they've created a, a specific landing page for Window Concepts that's Marvin-focused. So even if Window Concepts, you know, maybe they rep other window brands, Marvin's like, hey... We know you're searching for this organization. You know that they exist here in Atlanta. Let's make sure that you know every reason why you should be buying Marvin. And let's make sure from there you're then connected to go to their store, right? They're trying to position themselves well and help their partner, which is super smart. And if you're not doing this and looking at this as a manufacturer, it's a really smart tactic to consider. And typically local ads are less expensive than national ads. So if you're a manufacturer that's been looking at purchasing search ads for windows and doors as an example, which is highly, highly competitive and can be very expensive. Buying on the local level or targeting on the local level for your dealers is actually a lot less expensive and typically could even lead to a sale more quickly because there's an easier one-to-one connection between, I saw this ad, I went to the dealer, I bought Marvin Windows. You know, Beth, the other thing that you can be doing as a manufacturer is if we know that Google reviews matter so much. I think Moz actually released a stat that said that Google reviews are believed to have the greatest impact on Google logo rankings. So if you know that local rankings are really important and your network of dealers and pros suffer with this, use tools like BirdEye or Podium to help your audience or to help them gather reviews more easily. It's as simple as creating some very timely emails to people that purchase from them saying, hey, here's a link to our review page. We saw that you had a great experience. Would you mind leaving us a five-star review? Creating some really strong, simple calls to action that are automated, that's not a lot of work, 
on your dealer network or pro network is a really easy way to help them succeed, which is going to in turn lead to more sales for you. Step four, we're going to talk about how to make sure the Google My Business page for your dealer or distributor is complete and also recommendations for what they need to have on their website that will encourage high rankings for their Google My Business page. So we'll try not to get too technical here, but some pieces of information that will be very important for a completed My Google Business page is make sure you have all of the contact information, a proper description. Pictures are really important. They just boost my faith and trust. They boost the customer's faith and trust in the location that they're going to, that it's real, that it's not super sketchball. You want to make sure that you have accurate hours of business and a way for them to reach out to you. And especially include all of the suburbs or towns or areas of business that you would service that maybe you don't have a specific location there. But if you service some type of suburb outside of Atlanta, as an example, that should be listed on your Google My Business page so that it comes up. So as an example, if you look for something like Midtown Atlanta, but you have one in downtown, then in their description, it should say servicing Midtown, Uptown, and Downtown Atlanta. You know, one more thing here, Beth, that is important to note is actually looking at your partner's websites. So looking at really three critical points, which is the title tag on their site, do they have contact information? And what is the H1, which is typically the headline? What's the H1 tag? So making sure that the title includes the name of the area, the H1 tag includes the name of the area, and you've got contact information readily available to those looking for it. So when are you open? What's your phone number? What's the best way to get in contact with you? That kind of thing. That should also help you in ranking in that local search, as well as the Google three pack, you know, making sure that you're focusing on that as well. And step five, and this is the final step here, this is probably near and dear to Beth's heart, is creating content. And you might look at local ranking and go, okay, content is not incredibly important. I would argue that there is definitely some validity to how content can impact your local ranking. But the thing as a manufacturer, if you're trying to support your local network of pros and contractors and dealers, is actually supplying them with content that they can then use to market to their audience. Is that right, Beth? Yeah, we've actually over the last year spent some time talking to dealers and distributors from multiple different product categories. And one of the pieces that rings true from market to market to market is the known need for content and the known lack of resources. They believe they should have a blog. They believe they should be able to offer valuable how-to content or instructional information to their customers. And they simply don't have the bandwidth. I think anybody listening can relate to, I'd really love to do this thing. It would probably increase sales and increase customer satisfaction if I just had the time and more money. Right? So, But as a manufacturer, typically you have some level of marketing department or marketing resources, and they really look to manufacturers to supply this information. So if you could help your dealer distributor network by writing content on their behalf that they could either post on their blog, share on their social media that has your name in it, nothing wrong with that, or giving some type of value to your customer. And really, so that's your end consumer, their customer. It's as, as I like to say, as Zach says, it's a win, win, win. It's a win for the customer because they're getting information that they need answers to their questions. It's a win for your dealer distributor. They're offering value to their customers that they know they need to offer that wins them more business. And it's a win for you because you're offering value to your distributors because they're offering value to their customers. Win, win, win. I love how much you bring up that quote, Beth. 
<laughs> I don't know why I think win-win-win is so clever. I don't know what that says about me that I think win-win-win is so hilarious. Or maybe I just don't come up with any, anything else that's clever. <laughs> yeah, that was the best one you've ever said. No, it's good. Well, I think, you know, as you're planning for 2020, hopefully this information is really helpful for you. And if anything else, I would encourage you just to send this podcast along to your dealers to encourage them to say, hey, are you thinking about these things if you don't have the capacity to actually help them execute some of these strategies? But I think it's a very simple just conversation starter. Just to Google them, see what opportunities or issues you you find for them, do a quick audit, and then send it along to them. There's nothing that shows that you want to be a partner of somebody else better than than actually trying to help them succeed on their own. You know, so hopefully you found this content helpful. I think that's a wrap, Beth. Yeah. All right. Well, if you found this content helpful, we encourage you to go to venvio.com slash podcast and subscribe to get more great content like this. Until next time, I'm Zach Williams alongside Beth Popnikolov. Thanks, everybody. You've been listening to Smarter Building Materials Marketing with Zach Williams and Beth Popnikolov. To get the resources mentioned in this podcast, visit venvio.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening.